Hello and welcome back to 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. My name is Pat Sharp here with my awesome co-host Carson Woodell. Carson, how's it going? It is going quite well. I have a song to sing for you. You ready? Yes. Happy birthday to you. No, I'm not going to keep going. Pat's birthday is coming up, everybody. Let's get, let's get a big round of applause. All right, that's enough. All right, that's enough. My birthday is October 1st. Yes, it's not here yet, but... It's big, two days away from... He's turning, he's turning 24. Yeah, I wish. Plus 15 years. Yeah, no. It could be 30... Oh, no, plus 13 years. Yes, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, be 37, sorry, sorry, not 39. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I did my math wrong. Sorry, I used to be really good at math, and then I got old. Yep, so 37, which... I don't. It didn't really bother me turning older each year. I don't know. Yeah. Birthday's a birthday, but we Another do. You're wiser. Yeah, we have Hurricane Ian. Ian, yeah, vastly approaching us here in South Carolina. We're going to get. I know it's been pretty windy today, and tomorrow we're supposed to get like five inches of rain. So that'll be interesting. Bunkering down, you know, they're closing schools for rain. Because if you've ever been in Charlotte, we've been hit by two, like, legitimate hurricanes. Yes. Hugo? Uh, yeah, Hugo. I wasn't even alive then. And Charlie? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, but, you know, we we definitely empathize with the folks who actually get hit by hurricanes. You know, mainly in Florida, Louisiana, you know, <clears throat> the more southern states. And we're just normally in the path when it starts starts or, calming down. It's well, more like a low-grade tropical storm by the time it hits Charlotte most of, most of the time. Yeah, we're far enough inland where we're just going to get dumped on. But the, the coast of the Carolinas does get hit. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all those people out there in Florida that are, you know, I mean, it was a Category 4 Freaking storm. Freaking the storm surges. I've seen videos of it, man. They're covering buildings. And I just – I hate to see that. People are losing their businesses and losing their yeah, homes so. and their cars and – it really if, sucks. If you are in that situation and you eventually listen to this, you know, stay strong. Don't drink. Um, drinking won't make your 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 day any better, even though that's a very stressful situation to go yeah. through. Yeah. You know, so we're just supposed to get a bunch of rain, like five inches of rain in 24 hours and, and some, you know, 40, 50 mile an hour wind. So it won't, won't do much. But anyways, yeah, anybody that's in Florida impacted by it. Thoughts and prayers going out to absolutely, you guys. Absolutely, 100%. Let's see. The other day I went, I, I talked to Carson on the phone earlier. I, I played in a golf tournament on thir- Tuesday. Sorry. I played in a golf tournament on Tuesday. And the round lasted like six and a half hours, which if you're not a golfer, it is just ridiculous. The longest long. round ever recorded. It's a Guinness World Record. It was a, a tournament. It was a, a scramble. And the format and the way they had it set up just took forever. And it was about an hour and a half away, and I was tired when I got done. It was a nice day out, beautiful day, and there was nothing I wanted more when I got in my car than to, you know, grab a six-pack or something for that hour and a half drive back. I didn't do it, but I haven't had a craving in a long time, something strong, and, and I it was just me being tired, which we talk about a lot, getting proper rest, hydrating, things like that. But, oh, yeah, that's all I wanted. After that, but luckily I didn't, you know, I didn't give into that craving. I just got in the car, started it, started driving and told myself, no, 
Yep. Yeah. As I told you earlier, I was really proud of you for abstaining because that is one of the easiest times to indulge in my personal opinion. When you're tired, when you're bored, when you, you know, have a long drive home, Yep. especially after a long day at golf, you know, I don't know how well you played, but when you have a, a bad day at golf, you just want to you want to suppress the feelings, you know, you want to, you want to numb the pain that you're not Tiger Woods and it, it's easy to pick up a six pack and just nice refreshing beer, get a little buzz going and, and kind of close the day out right. You know, the 19th hole as us golfers call it and not, maybe not in the car, but you know, the 19th hole is when you go to well, the bar after and it, yeah. it's easy to do. Well, and I think it was too, it wasn't that I played bad or anything. It had nothing to do with that. It was just, I was just, my body was tired. There's mm-hmm. a lot of just standing there. And, you know, I wanted that numbing feeling that comes along yeah. with drinking to where it's just like it, you know, relax and numb. But unfortunately for us, we can't do that even just one time because we know what that will lead to. So I didn't, went home, you know, ate dinner and, and just relaxed yeah. and it was fine. And I got through it. But yeah, it was just one of those things that I haven't had a craving like that in a while. Again, I just. Before my other two times sober, that I got sober, I would have caved in right away to it. My mindset's different this time. And, you know, one of the things I kind of want to talk about that I'm sure we've talked about before, but get into it a little bit more is about acceptance. You know, the first two times I got sober, and even before I got sober for the first time, I was perfectly able, able to admit that I was an alcoholic. And a lot of people that, you know, that's the first step, admitting that you're an alcoholic. However, I never accepted it. And I think those are two different things that people need to distinguish between is admitting and accepting. Because I could admit that I was an alcoholic, but I couldn't accept that fact. And that's what was ultimately led to relapses. Yeah. I mean, admitting as being able to say it out loud, being able to acknowledge it. But you're basically acknowledging and saying, I may or may not do something about it. Accepting is different, as you just said. It's it's basically saying, all right, I know that this is an issue and I'm going to do something about it. Very different things. And you have officially accepted it, you know, your third time around. And that was the difference maker um, between the last two times, you know, that was the difference maker from you grabbing a couple six packs, you know, knowing you, you might have grabbed a couple cases. No offense, but, you know, well, yeah. you know how to drink. Well, it, it, it is a big difference because with me finally accepting it and I accepted this back when we were in treatment and I accepted the fact that, you know, I've just lost my privilege to drink. I know I can't do it. And, you know, I'm not sitting there telling myself I'll never drink again because that's just, you never know what's going to happen in the future. And living one day at a time is telling yourself, you know what? I don't know what the future holds. But I'm not going to drink today. I'm pretty sure I'm going to bed tonight sober. Actually, I know probably myself. I have a ninety, probably a ninety-nine point nine 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 percent chance that I'll go to bed sober tonight. And tomorrow I'll wake up with that same goal in mind. And that's kind of what living one day at a time is, and, and truly accepting the fact that you know that's just how I'm going to have to live my life. And and it gets easier for the most part. I mean, but we're also going to have those days here and there where you question yourself a little bit, or something happens where you know you do want to stop. But if you've accepted that in your mind, you know that's just not an option. I wanted to, but I knew it wasn't an option for me, and so. You know, I didn't really give any thought to actually doing it 
I was given thought to, it would be nice to drink right now, but I never actually gave any thought to, you know, going to a store and actually buying beer or anything like that, because I know I can't. We talk about substitutes and coping mechanisms a lot on this podcast. What I'm thinking would have been just as good for you. I don't know if you did this, but imagine getting in the getting in the car after a long long golf session, six and a half hours. Dear God, six six packs of beer. Six a six pack of beer would have been great, but how great would have been just to get Zaxby's or Cookout or Chick Fil A, like a nice meal, crappy meal for you for sure, but just indulge and in just a side so, food. Well, I, hope I, you did I, had, <laughs> I, I did not do that. I had food with me though because the golf tournament was for a gas station and actually one of my buddies that I used to work in the alcohol beverage industry, which I've mentioned before. And one of my buddies that works for a supplier, it was, I was playing with him in this tournament and for that, this gas station was hosting. It's a gas station chain, a a regional chain down here in the South. And so the, you know, you get gift bags at golf tournaments and the gift bag was just filled with, there's like six different kinds of beef jerky. Bows, candy bar. I mean, it was filled with anything you could imagine that you would buy at a gas station. You're like a kid at Halloween. Yeah. Little packs of Tylenol, hot sauce. Like, it had the most random <laughs> stuff in there. What gas station and, was it? Or can you, we, we can't say. Uh, I won't say. All right. And then, so they, for lunch, and who they had there was, they had the Hunt Brothers Pizza food truck there. And so I, if you're not familiar with Hunt Brothers Pizza, it, it's a, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like these pizza that you have in a lot of gas stations where it just sits under, like, a, a hot thing, and you can grab it. I don't know. but And so I had a couple slices of that, but it was actually wasn't that bad. And so I had that, and there was a ton of – because, obviously, one of the teams that we had played with, they were, all worked for a Pepsi. So Pepsi was one of the sponsors there. So it was like coolers and coolers full of like Pepsi and Mountain Dew and things like did that. Did they have Diet Pepsi? They did, yeah. Oh, you were good to go. Yeah. Oh, man. And so I grabbed those on the way home too. And so it was fine. Like I just – it just was one of those things that like really hit me hard. Like, oh, it'd be nice, you know. But the Diet Pepsi and I had plenty of snacks and food for the way home and some podcasts to catch up on. So, you know. Did they, did they have beer or anything at the tournament? They did not. No, that's so help, that's helpful. It is. I some people brought beer. I noticed, but no, they did not have beer. That's good. They had like they had all these coolers sitting out front. They were all filled with water and soda, energy drinks, and things like that. They actually did not have any alcohol. They did have a CBD tent set up, I guess, with Delta Eight, which I don't know. It's exactly what that is i i think that's the gummies that get you high it, it, i don't know it's a different strand of th or a, of of a cbd that is much stronger okay. than the traditional cbd yeah. supplement it, so it will get you high marijuana was never my thing so yeah. i don't really care me, about me that neither. like that doesn't i have no interest it, in it that. always fucked me up honestly it, I, I never took well to it so same here and so i didn't have any issues there it was it was fine. Like, that was it. But, yeah, not having, like, coolers. Because I've played in a couple other tournaments where they have, like, coolers full of beer just sitting around. This wasn't that way. And, like, the cart people driving around for the tournament, they just – they only had soda with them, which was awesome. Yeah. the the I played – the last 
charity golf tournament that I played in prior to me getting sober. It was about a month. It was in March and I got sober in April. That was probably the most drinking oriented golf tournament that I've ever played in. When you go to those types of things, it's not just coolers full of beer. They are promoting it. They're giving you shots, especially like on a par three, they'll have some, you know, competition, whoever gets closest, you know, you're going to shotgun this or you're going to do that. It's fun. It really is. It's all free. And I tell you what, Pat, I was drunk by the seventh hole and we teed off at like nine and I was playing with my dad and my dad wasn't drinking. And he was looking at me like, and and me and my dad talk like this because we're, you know, he is my father and I respect him, but we also talk like bros. Mm -hmm. He goes, dude, it's freaking 930. Like, how much more are you going to drink? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Dude, I was drunk. And it's so I would abstain, you know, if you're listening to this and you like playing golf, I would abstain from certain golf tournaments if you know that it's going to be pressed that much because that is one of the hardest, I, in my personal opinion, that's one of the hardest, you know, things that you can go through, events that you can go through and not drink because you're not spending any money. It's fun. You're playing and and people want you to drink. They're asking you to drink for free. And that is one of the hardest things you can abstain from. So you definitely got to watch out for that. I'm glad your tournament was not like that because they're they're out there all the time. Yeah. All money's going to charity and they're promoting your their, their businesses, right? So you go, they give you your business cards. You get a you, you get a you know a nice liquor drink or a nice bourbon or something. You, you become friends I, with them, and then you're like, "Well, I'm going to use these guys. They're great." Yeah. Before it started, I was walking past, and somebody was talking to somebody else, and they were complaining the fact that there wasn't free beer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it, it's, calm it, down. it's honestly, it's honestly kind of the expectation yeah, for for I most because. You know, most golf tournaments are going to pay 100, 150 bucks, and, and most of it is going towards charity, which is great. But let's be honest, we're, most people are not doing it I mean, just for charity. They, they, they like the cause, but they're, they're doing it because it's fun. They're doing it because yep. it's golf. They're doing it because they know that they're going to get a lot of free stuff. That's just our human nature. And I'm not saying they're wrong in doing that, but it's a very – because if you want to just give to charity, you can just do that. But if you're going to a golf tournament, you're expecting to be pampered, to be quite honest with you. And – being pampered means not a massage. It's getting free alcohol, free food, and having a really fucking good time. Yeah. Well, I was all about free uh, Pepsi and free food. I was good with that. And that's perfectly fine. And it didn't hit – and that's the thing. Like, it didn't hit me playing golf that I wanted a beer or anything. It wasn't until I got in my car. And I used to drink in my car all the time. Anytime I – had I been drinking, I would have drank on my way there during it and on my way home. And so getting in my car – and driving the hour and a half back, that's when it hit me, just sitting in my car. But And, and once I got driving, I was Because you fine. probably hit traffic, too, because you probably left around. I actually did not. I took back roads. Oh, you were just that me far? back roads, yeah. <laughs> you did go out. You went to Spart- Spartanburg. Yeah, south, right? just south of Spartanburg. Yeah, so you had just a long... Well, honestly, dude, I think it, it was a little easier just driving instead of being in traffic. Yeah. I would have been even more inclined to drink if I was sitting behind going two miles an hour. Yeah, for instead sure. Instead of just, you know, going around back roads and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so there was no traffic. And, yeah. and it was it's a beautiful area. It was yeah. a nice drive yeah. and everything. So I got through it just yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, you did but a good job, man. I like to, you know, share those experiences that we have. You know, you had one when you were traveling for work and, and I just had one. That way, you know, you guys that are listening don't feel alone when you have those thoughts. Yeah. It's just, you know, do the the right thing and don't give in to that craving or that temptation that you yeah. might have. Yeah, Pat Pat and I both as we just talked about, Pat and I both have been hit with I wouldn't want to say major but but legitimate triggers. 
within a week of each other. Yep. Mine at work and his at a golf tournament and just surrounded by alcohol. And it was all free. That's the kicker is it was all free. Everyone was doing it and we could have drank our faces off for $0 and zero cents. And it's really hard to do that sometimes, especially when it's very acceptable and that's what everyone else is doing. So, you know, it's not easy and we will be the first to tell you. Yeah. And so, you know, keep that in mind. When you have those, go to a meeting, share your story with people of how you got through it. Or, you know, if you're struggling, go tell them why you're struggling. It helps when you talk things out. It really does. And you're not alone. And, you know, of course, we bring that up a ton that you're not alone. And nobody is when you're going through some addiction. You know, it's it's truly something that has gripped our nation and has for a long time. And it's not going away as much as I would love to see nobody ever get addicted to anything. That's just not who we are and not who we – it's not who we are, and that's not how our nation is. Unfortunately, you know, there there's new alcoholics bred each and every day. And as much as we would love to see nobody go through the path that we've went through because it sucks, it's hard, it's painful, it will happen. And, you know, and everybody that's listening that's sober right now, you guys have been there too. You know, and it goes a long way when you're talking about things. You know, one of the things, if you've been listening to us from the beginning, or even if you haven't, if you've went back and listened to the previous episodes, we did have a third co-host on here. And he is no longer, I'm sure you guys have noticed, not on the podcast anymore. And we haven't even addressed it at all because we weren't really sure what was happening. However, there was a relapse situation there and nobody reached out, you know, that he didn't reach out to us and to talk about it until after the fact, you know, we, we tried to be there and be supportive of him, and, and didn't really hear a whole lot in return. Unfortunately, it, it kind of is what it is, but you know, I, I don't think he is coming back. So that's why I'm, we're kind of bringing it up now. But also, you know, don't let that happen to yourself. We've waited a long time to address this. You know, our our third co-host who is no longer with us because we were really hoping that it might work out and that he might come back. And as Pat said, you know, there was there was not a lot of communication between us and and. I'm not tooting our own horns, but we, we, we were very proactive on making sure he was okay, but he didn't reciprocate. And I'm not trying to put a bad light on him. We truly think that he was ashamed and guilty, especially being a part of a podcast who preaches community and preaches sobriety. What we told him was that it is okay and that we, we, you know, we really wanted him to share his story, but unfortunately that didn't, you know, that wasn't the case for him. And so that just is another example of, you know, you really do need to be communicative and, and to use your friends and to use your fam- family and your community. Um, let us help you. And when I say us, I mean, it can mean anybody, you know, whether it's me and Pat or whether it's your circle, let people help you because unfortunately he's now out of the picture and we're not really sure what's going on. Yeah. It, it's tough. Cause one of the things you got to think about is, you know, we, we went through, I went through this, I went through a treatment program. We started on the same day. So we were there every step of the way with each other. And, you know, it, it, we were supportive of each other and then to see him just kind of fade away. And I understand relapses and things happen, but the way it kind of all went about, you know, 
I get it if he feels shame and things like that, but you know, it's upsetting for us to see because we consider him a friend and, you know, we want, we want what's best for him. We want him to work a program and, and to get sober and stay sober and use us as resources. And that's the thing is, you know, we, we talk about our, our community that we have with a bunch of people that we went to, we went through a rehab and treatment with, you know, Carson and myself are, are meeting up with two guys that we went to treatment with on Sunday doing a little, you know, hangout sash. Can't with. wait for that. And these are guys that have reached out to us when we, they've been struggling. Mm-hmm. We've reached out to them, you know, where we have good open communication because that's helpful. And I feel like for some reason that that communication fell off with, with our, you with, know, with Robbie. Yeah. And, you know, it, it sucks because I don't want him going through that. I know he doesn't want to. It's just things happen. And, you know, I just wish it, it didn't happen the way it did. And I wish we could help him out. And I hope if he hears this, you know, that he's more than welcome to reach out to us and always feel free to, to call us if you need anything at all. And, um, you know, just wish him the best that, that he gets back on the right path. Yep. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you know, there's no there's no ill feelings towards Robbie. And, and, and I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but, you know, if he is, you know, we love you, Rob. And uh, we want you to come back if, you know, that's in your path. But we, you know, all we want is the best for you. You know, that, that's what we want is the best for him. And we, we never want to see anybody go, going through something like this. And, and, and it just helps, again, stress the fact that you just – Use your circle and and the people that love you. And yeah, and and like Pat said, you know, we're we're hanging out with some good friends of ours and, and you guys have heard Mike speak, hopefully. And if you haven't, Mike Santa Maria, he was on our podcast about what, six weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. He Re- shared was... a great story and he talked about how he reached out to us and how that helped him and how how beneficial it was and and how much it meant to him and we were happy to do it and we were both thrilled and honored to be a part of his you know his community and his in his close circle and how comfortable he felt reaching out to us in a time that he really really needed something and he really needed uh, you know to talk through his issues and 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 the very small I wouldn't even call it a relapse so you know a reoccurrence that he had you know, yeah, it's and that's episode, what we want. That's what we want. Yeah, it's episode seventeen, and he actually, you know, he his and he talks about it on there, and you can go listen to it. it he's it, hilarious, by the way. Yeah, Please he's go listen. A, a fantastic guy. <laughs> he's he, such a good speaker. His relapse or reoccurrence or slip up, whatever you want to call it, was two mini bottles of vodka. That was it. He didn't even drink them all and caught Again, himself. Let me, let me reiterate: it's two small bottles, like you said, too many. Yeah. Two airplane bottles of vodka. Yeah, they're That's an ounce it, and a half each. And yeah, yeah. he reached. He he didn't even drink them all. And he's a he's a big guy. Too. And he immediately reached out to us and said, "Guys, I fucked up." Yep. Was exactly what his text said. Yep. And we said, "What's going on?" And and of course he explained it, and we talked to him, and, and he's been good since. He just actually picked up his ninety, 90 day, day chip. Yep. Last yep. Sunday. So he, congrats, Mike, on that. Yeah. And so go listen to that. He he's an awesome guy. We'll have him on again for sure. But episode 100%. seventeen, just you know, he's in our circle of, he's in our community of support. Uh, and again, and that's just been the common theme lately. Get that community of support together because it's beneficial. It's helpful, and you know. So yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just meant another thing that I want to say about Mike. Hopefully, he'll listen to this. But when I called him. 
with the unfortunate news about our friend who recently passed. He he had the most kind words to say about our friend, and it was absolutely incredible and how much he meant to him. And the second thing he said to me, he said, well, you know what? Despite all of this, I'm really glad that you, talking about me, that you were doing okay. I was really worried that something had happened with you, and I just want you to know that you can always call me brother. And it just, it meant the world to me, and I know it meant the world, it would have meant the world to our friend who passed, and just the fact that he cares so much, and he had so much great, th- so many great things to say. Absolutely, He was just, it was just awesome, man. I, I, I teared up a little bit just by talking to him, and just how much he cares and loves us, and, and we feel the same. Yeah, so with that, speaking of community support, we're going to wrap up because I'm going to go to a 12-step meeting this evening when we're done here. Yeah, we have a we have an interview lined up next week. We'll, we're interviewing her on Thursday. It'll be out Friday, and she is an alcoholic coach and mentor for women. She has a program on getting alcohol out of your life, and so she'll discuss that. So I'm really excited to hear about that and and go through that. As always, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. Email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, 12 Ounces Sobriety Pod at gmail.com. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. To all those in Florida, stay strong. Hopefully, you know, nothing nothing too bad has happened, and, and we will talk to you guys next week. And make sure to cheer on Pat's Bengals tonight versus the Dolphins. Yes, we'll see what happens. I'm nervous about it. Right. So, Thanks, guys. Bye.